Welcome back to OC Sports Talk. I am KC, along with Miami Marcus. And yeah. we are coming at you for the first time live in the Coherent Studio. Our first ever studio we have here. The walls are completely decorated with wood paneling. We haven't put anything up. We just basically threw some blankets over the stuff to stop echo. And uh, we have two desks in here, which I'm not sitting at one. I'm sitting on the casting couch over in the corner right now. What's the name of our casting couch, Marcus? It's the casting couch. Come on, man. No, it's Oscar the Couch. Oscar. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, fine. It's Oscar the Couch. <laughs> I still like the casting couch no, better, yeah, but no, it's not. It's, bl- it's like not that black leathery one. No, it's not. It is so a disgusting great. old couch that has been sitting in a storage room in my house for. <laughs> did you just a couple of weeks? Did you shit yourself <laughs> no. while we're filming? Did no, you just shit yourself? No, I didn't. I you didn't think that. about trying to clear that out before we <laughs> did this. We're in a confined space, and you. <laughs> Shit your pants. Thanks, man. No, I didn't. I swear to God. Oh, I, I would. You know me. I would own up to that. No, you wouldn't. Because <laughs> you're a piece of shit. That's why. Well, this, is an, this is a closed environment, man. We're getting monoxide poisoning. Uh, yeah, so we are live in Coherent Studios. This is the first recording in Coherent Studios, so there's probably going to be a little bit of an echo as we... It's under construction, but serviceable, so we are here. Uh, and we had some football last week. We did. And it... Went from last week, Thursday night, all the way to or last week, Hurting Thursday, whole week. During, uh, during the week. To, Six days. Uh, this afternoon, as of about, what, 5 o'clock when that game finally ended? Yeah. Why? So, why is the NFL trying to defend the Ravens so much? Uh, I have no idea. Like, usually people will be like, you know, they'll be like, oh, the NFL does what they can to fucking help Patriots out all the time. But, like, man, the Ravens got quite a bit of a fucking passing as how the Broncos got hosed. Yeah. fucking hosed yeah no i i i understand like the broncos their players violated protocol and they have every reason to... you don't think any of the ravens players violated right protocol, that's, that's the thing that's Come the on. thing they're and they came out with a statement today and they were talking about defending the decision to not cancel the game no you're not going to cancel the game but now you've delayed this game for over almost a week and now we have two Monday night games coming up this week and a Tuesday night game. So you've not only affected the two the uh, Steelers and Baltimore schedule, now you've affected two other teams' schedules. And it's just, it's asinine to me. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's, it's, no, it's, and it's terrible for the Steelers because they've already had their week 11 game bumped back because of COVID because the Titans couldn't follow protocol. Right. The Raiders have like Raiders didn't follow protocol and they've lost multiple draft picks for it. Has there been any reports about the uh Broncos losing any draft picks? Uh no, the four quarterbacks were fined though for violating protocol today. Why didn't they why didn't their organization lose any yeah, draft I'm not, picks? I'm not sure. Why is it, there's just no consistency across the board? No, it, it, it's entirely inconsistent. And I, it's, I agree 100%. I th- think it's because in all honesty, Roger Goodell, he's not going to have to sit through another CBA. So he can kind of just laissez-faire with it. Just keep your hands off. What do I care anymore? I'm not going to have to sit through the next CBA. I'll retire before then. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, I, the lack of consistency is the biggest problem for me. And I understand, like they said that they are, they're delaying games and doing like the, doing the schedule shuffling as protocols for COVID, not for the sake of competition. So you're telling me that, it was worth it to have a practice squad wide receiver play quarterback in the NFL as a starting quarterback. Hadn't played 
a down of quarterback since his freshman year of college where he was a backup quarterback. You're telling me that 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 was worth not, yeah, you know, why don't we push the game back a little bit? But then you can turn around and delay the Steelers and Baltimore game an entire week? Doesn't make any sense to me. Very inconsistent. I don't give two flying whatever's about... You can, Casey, um, you can swear. I do yeah, all the I time. Do you want me to just swear? No, or, no is that fine. my I thing? No, I, can. Uh, no it, 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 I just, I don't care about um, your reasoning behind it. Where oh, it wasn't really a, um, what the fuck are they calling it? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't spreading rampantly through the Broncos organization where it quote unquote was with the Baltimore organization. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. No. Well, it's just, it's one of the, again, it's the NFL playing favorites to a, a probably highly favored playoff team. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those, I just, that's what I'm annoyed with is they're just playing favorites with this. Um, they like, I don't understand why the Broncos didn't just get a delay of a few days. Even the Patriots got that with Cam Newton this year. It's just no consistency across the board. That's what I'm irritated with. Yeah, I, 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 I you, definitely am too. It was, you say you have it booked so that way you can have the Super Bowl on what president's day. See, like we can delay the we can delay it till the end of February, right? Is what they said they'd, yeah, they'd they booked it to. Yeah, they, they want and then do nothing to try and save people with this. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, and I know there's the other thing about it that people aren't gonna like is if they do end up having to cancel a game. I believe that brings in the protocol where another team gets in the playoffs. So teams like um, that are that are really really on the far fringe, like the Patriots or I can't even think of a team in the NFC. I think actually um, San Francisco or the Vikings would be like thumbs up. Yeah, let's do it. So it, like they're rooting for it, and then other you know other teams are really not. So they're they're kind of pushing back against that. I think a little bit, but and then the AFC this year, it's like if you're, it's either you're gold or you're absolute shit in the AFC. Yeah, yeah. There's, so that's what I like. Not really. It's a uh, tough. Any it's a, there no. All. It's a tough conference. That's what I like about it. Yeah. It's looking real good. Real high profile offense and a few teams with super good defenses. Mm-hmm. The Steelers and Dolphins being one of them. Yep. Uh, but last week's games, so uh, Thursday, they had the Thanksgiving games. There was only two Thursday games. There were supposed to be three. Um, Houston, 41, Detroit, 21. Detroit hasn't won on Thanksgiving, I believe, for four years in a row now. And That's why I'm glad I didn't pick them. I the said the following I, was it Saturday or Sunday they fired Patricia and their GM. Yep. So, so it makes you really think. Hmm. Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Guy who I absolutely love as an NFL head coach. Yeah. Nothing but mad respect for that dude. Mm-hmm. Has been shafted twice. Now it makes you think. We had a decent team in 2017 under Jim Caldwell, and Matt Patricia just fleeced the shit out of us. It's he, he, I think in all honesty, he's a snake oil, you know, snake oil salesman. Just came out there, sold bullshit to him. They bought into it. They believed it. And for three years. It goes back to the, when you're surrounded by greatness or had a touch on the greatness, people think you're gold. Yeah, but Jim Caldwell, he's still a good coach. Look at Adam Gase. Look at uh, Adam Gase, who still has a job, by the way. Yes. Who still has a job. Still has a job. You can't tell me that they're not trying to tank, but look, you know, look at Adam Gase and look at a, um, you know, honestly, like a Sean McVay or a, um, Matt Lafleur. Like the minute you're around greatness, people are like, "Oh, bring, come here, get over here." 
uh-huh. had something to do with that. It's like, no, actually, it was just that generational talent that, you know, and obviously Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur have had a little bit more success, so there must be, there's probably a little bit of something to that with them. But Matt Patricia, he was part of the Patriots organization for a decade. You can't tell me that that defense was him because Bill Belichick is in charge of that defense 100%. Yeah. And you're going to you're going to tell me that it's worth bringing him in and But then turn around of, and yeah. you see like what Brian Flores is doing in Miami. Right, yeah. And yeah, it's like this dude had 1 year to get this together. Yeah. There there's definitely there's there's reasons to believe in the I've been around greatness gimmick, but there's not enough reasons to get rid of at the time the best coach you've ever had. Oh yeah. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And, um, you know, that's it's why the Lions are the Lions. It really is. It's yeah. why everybody wakes up on Thanksgiving ready for that 11, was that 11 o'clock game. The new uh, owner did kind of just do the usual, like, owner bullshit, like promising that this isn't going to be a staple of the Lions, that we're going to try and make them a winning organization. To which I think the first thing you need to do is bring back Jim Caldwell. Honestly. Bring him back, arms wide open, say, Jim, we're sorry, we should have kept you. We were promised by a seductress, a succubus of football. Yeah, exactly. To be promised delights. Was it the from the fucking movie where they go into a closet and they go to like bit Lord of the Rings land? Was it Narnia? The Narnia movie where they fight, they got the Turkish delights lady. That's what fucking <laughs> yeah. Matt Patricia is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Houston uh, put a nice, uh, big, solid scoring number on Detroit, and Houston um, is one of those really good bad teams in the nfl this year i think uh but hats off to them you know obviously came out and played did their thing uh in the afternoon we had the washington football team against the dallas cowboys washington football team scored 41 points to the dallas cowboys 16 Uh, a couple of 41 point games there and uh, for some reason on thanksgiving the home teams just for the last few years just haven't been able to figure it out they have not like at this point, like why why do you even want that game there anymore? You know, Dallas has made Washington look like just absolutely phenomenal this they season. Did. Alex Smith. Alex, Alex Smith, Smith heard Antonio us. Gibson. Alex Smith heard that two and two white guys from Wisconsin believed in him and that's all he needed. <laughs> that's right. He need he needed our belief. We will we will take Partial credit. We won't give. We won't take full credit. Well, no, because it's. We'll take partial credit for Alex Smith. Alex Smith's success. I'll take up to forty-five percent of the credit because yes. the rest on. You know, the rest is on him. He put that. Well, he didn't really put the team on his back. Him and Gibson put that team on the back, and their yeah. defense played pretty good too. Yeah. It is the Cowboys don't have. The, I don't know what it is. They just don't have the heart right now. No, they're 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 done for the season. It's on to next year. They'll have a top ten pick. Um. I have no idea what the what Maybe they will got, use it on, but they have a top ten a, pick. So good for them. You might have a top ten pick because they're that's true. They also still might fight have, your they division. They also still might have winning the, winning their division. We'll see. <laughs> uh, moving on to Sunday. Oh, by the way, as far as picks goes, Marcus won last week. Um, got to reclaim that title. Two. I will. Uh, and I'll go with the. Uh, I'll Marcus go with the surprise. Wins, I'll so. go with the surprise pick for this week. So that All way, right. see what happens. All right, we'll see. Um, this is my, Lamar, Las Vegas this is my Lamar Jackson with the steel chair running in to hit Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I love that meme that you said. I fucking died. Oh, I saw my God, I saw oh my God. It's Lamar Jackson with the steel chair. Oh my God. That was fuck. I, I died. NFL memes. Classic. One That's of the only, good. One of the only reasons to be on Facebook is NFL memes. They, they've sucked for a while, but they do pump out a good one every once in oh, a while. Yeah. Usually um, their memes are mom tier. 
Um, the Las Vegas Raiders six to Atlanta Falcons forty three. Burn the tape, Las Vegas. That is a burn the tape game if I've ever seen one, and I've you seen are, a few of them. I feel bad because Derek Carr, who just looked like he was starting to hit his stride a little bit there, got his looked like his brother got his dick knocked in the dirt so much. Yeah, that team, that Falcons line, uh, who with the young man, I think he's got like a super Samoan name. I don't remember what his name is. I know who you're talking about. He's a very Samoan gentleman, I would assume. And if not, at least he looked like a Maui warrior out there, how much he was fucking destroying that offensive line. Yeah, yeah. The defensive line had their way with uh, the Raiders. Uh, Josh Jacobs only had when you control, like, 30 yards or something like that. Like They just shut they shut down yeah. every facet of the game, and that is a burn-the-tape game for Las Vegas. You when did you, nothing right that game. When you control the trenches, you control the game. And I, I don't know why so many teams try and get away from that and try and make it just like a all yeah. air it out yeah. quick as we air can raid. get the ball lane kiffin air raid yeah lane kiffin air which i mean works in college i yeah. i'm not gonna gripe on lane kiffin i thought he was okay but uh not as an nfl coach but as a college coach he's good yeah um i lost my train of thought and we were talking about lane kiffin he's <laughs> he's a handsome man i gotta admit that he's not yeah. a bad looking dude yeah. his dad you know monty kiffin Mm-mm. he was the defensive coordinator for the buccaneers for a long time during that super bowl run that dude was a fucking defensive genius okay guy was great um yeah so atlanta good job um i think they're still in line for a top 10 pick this year anyways but uh, good job they kind of came out and surprised everybody and Beat the shit out of Las Vegas. Uh, the LA Chargers 17 to Buffalo 27. That was a semi-decent game. Um, it's it, I just you know it was over. Yeah, I don't. I think Chargers well, do what they always do. They can't fucking close. Chargers out at the end. Uh, couldn't. Yeah, they really couldn't close out the game. So you get uh, people were questioning questioning some uh, clock management decisions and try and run the ball. Yeah, as opposed to clock it and try and stop the clock and give you some. Yeah. I think they still needed the onside to win it. Yeah, but give your give your team a chance. Yeah, and um, then run it failed. Then go with a QB sneak. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand it there, and I think the coaches come out and said that. Yeah, I made a mistake there. So, at least you, you, oh, did you fucking make a mistake? Yeah, you made a lot of, uh, you made fucking three mistakes. At, at least he's owning up to it. But uh, Buffalo hanging in there. That that week eight or week seventeen matchup is gonna, that that's gonna be a prime time game. We're gonna see the Dolphs in prime time. They won't because they'll probably have Redskins versus cowboys in week 17 oh my god <laughs> I, I swear to god if an if an nfc east team ends up in prime time prime prime time in week 17 and we're not able to all watch the dolphins and buffalo play like that's gonna that's gonna piss me off i mean i'm still gonna stream the game because uh screw the broadcast rights of the nfl but yeah, <laughs> that's gonna that 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 that's gonna get my goat a little bit there um the New York Football Giants, nineteen to Cincinnati seventeen. Uh, the New York Football Giants, I believe, are they in first place in the? They are NFC East now. Yeah, they're so it's like tied, but they still have. I they think have, the, they hold they the tiebreaker or something like that. I think they do. I think they had the divisional tiebreaker because okay. so, of um, their wins against the uh, the win against the Eagles. Dan Dan Jones is uh, doing what he can. I Except guess. Dan I Jones know. is not going to be the quarterback this week. No, he's not. Who'd they go out and sign? I just read something. They were looking at someone to sign. Yeah, it was uh, old uh, Webb, Joe Webb. Oh, really? I was thinking old nice. Vikings quarterback. Nice, good for him. Um, Cincinnati, uh, they're they're gonna have a top five draft pick this year, I think. And uh, if they don't use it on offensive lineman, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. What if Cincinnati drafts another quarterback? What if they get number one pick and they take Trevor Lawrence? 
<laughs> From out of nowhere. I, I will. This was all part pull, of the plan, Joey. I will pull the our trash and always will be trash card from Cleveland and ship it to Cincinnati if they do that. Oh, dude, didn't did Cleveland? Didn't they actually? They drafted Brandon Weed in the next year. Did they draft another quarterback or did Manziel. they wait a year? No, Manziel. They drafted Manziel the at next year. like what twenty two? I think is when they drafted him. Yeah, they, they drafted Weed. You drafted a twenty nine year old yeah, quarterback. They drafted Weed in the late. Uh, late first round and then they drafted um, you draft a 29 year old quarterback and then you say we like him because he's real mature yeah he is fucking mature it's because he's almost an old man yeah 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 they yeah because they drafted um garrett and manzel i believe in the same draft or no uh garrett and it was garrett and mayfield i think were in the same draft weren't they i don't remember no i don't remember it's cleveland drafts usually 99 percent of the time their first rounders are bust so yep you just laugh and you say well i feel bad for you uh tennessee 45 indianapolis 26 uh derrick henry is best running back in the league yeah hands down um indianapolis i don't know what to think of them i was uh, pretty impressed with them with their win over green bay uh, a week ago and then here this last weekend they uh they just kind of came out flat against tennessee it looked right away like it was going to be kind of a shootout and then Tennessee stepped on the gas, and uh, Indianapolis stepped on the brakes a little bit. So I'm not sure what to think of them. If I'm an AFC team, like I think Indianapolis definitely has a shot to be a playoff team. If I'm an AFC team, um, I'm hoping to get them in the first round at this point. You know, uh, I think Tennessee's now got that division, that uh, conference on, or yeah, division on lockdown, and uh, ten- uh, Indianapolis will end up with a wild card. So. That could be interesting, and I would definitely. No, well, be... how the AFC's looking? You get what three wild card spots? So that's it's. There's a lot of teams fighting for that wild card spot. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of worried about the Dolphins. I want the Dolphins to win the division because that wild card could be anybody's. Yeah, in it's... the AFC, and that's why I like it. It's not like a team that's with a losing record is going to get it. It's going to be the best of the shitty teams, as opposed to the the or it's going to be the best. It's going to be the shittiest of the best teams, as opposed to the NFC, where it's the best shitty team. It's just yeah. like, get it on a technicality! Yeah, Tennessee, looking great. I am not looking forward to the Packers playing them in not this next week, the week after, I believe. That's going to be... I'm going to be kind of looking away from the screen most of the time, I think uh arizona 17 new england 20 arizona don't know what to think of them either i thought for a chance they had a shot at grabbing that division and then they the last couple weeks they've come out and not played very well so now i don't even know if they're gonna end up being a playoff team at this point so that'll be interesting uh i I, uh, the nfc west is kind of coming down to i think it's just going to be between the rams and the seahawks and arizona might be sitting on the outside looking in I don't know about the Rams anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know about the Rams anymore either. Yeah, because they just lost too. I think the Seahawks too. got it on lockdown. Um, I think the Seahawks defense needs to work on it a bit, and I think Seattle really needs to like take a hard look at that offensive line. Still, um, New England's going to have an interesting off season. I do not think that they're a playoff team, but they are going to have an interesting off season because depending on where they end up, they, I, I see them just getting a middle middle of the round first round pick and. Um, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback because Newton's only on a one year. I don't know if they're going to re-sign him. I don't know. Like, that's just, there's a lot of questions for New England going in the offseason. And I, I I see 
um, what they thought was going to be a reload turning into a pretty substantial rebuild, especially if more of those defensive guys don't return. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they won and I guess technically they're, if we end, we end up with eight playoff teams in each conference, they could, uh, technically still, they're still alive, but they'd be relying on a lot of other teams to decide their fate. Yeah. That's, it's a seat you don't want to really be in. You never um, want to be that wild card team that really hopes for, like you have to root for your arch rival to win a game so you can make the playoffs. Yeah, never leave the fate into other teams' hands because... However, it worked for the Bills. It worked for the Bills. A couple years ago. God bless Andy Dalton. God bless... And he, who'd he beat on that? Was that the Ravens he beat? He beat the Ravens. He beat the Ravens beat to... The Ravens uh, there's another one. Uh, Miami beating... Miami beating New England. New England week yeah. 17 last year. Yep, knocked them out of the number one overall seed. Like I said, we don't, we don't want. Actually, I think it knocked them out of getting a first round buy at all. That was a first it? round buy. Yeah, that's the reason why they went and they lost to the Titans yep. is because Miami. Mm-hmm. Miami said this is for twenty years of suffering. You fucks. <laughs> uh, speaking of Miami, Miami twenty, the New York Football Jets three. The game was a lot of smoke and mirrors. Miami really needs to work on a lot of stuff. Our defense is fine. I like what it's doing. Our offensive line needs a lot of help. Yeah. And our run game, like, I can't blame our run game because if you're like, I don't know how our offensive linemen can't run block. Yeah. You just basically just go push the dummies out of the way and make lanes did for him. Fitzpatrick started this one? He did. Yes, yeah, he did. Fitz was, played fine. Hurt, um, but Tua has thumb. He hurt his thumb like, in practice, which I agree with, like, yeah, just sitting to him and be like. sounds like they're not sure if he's going to play this week or not. I think he's still, he technically. Brian uh, Flores said, said he's, he's still the starter, but. Um, be flow cautious yeah. with it he said he's gonna be the starter he's still our starter but if he's not healthy we ain't gonna play him because if you're looking at it why play your hurt starter when your backup quarterback is still really good right well and why jeopardize a young quarterback with such a bright futures career by throwing him in there like hey. you know i like i said earlier yeah, like Fitzpatrick will do the job just fine my head says two is still the better quarterback he does need some developmental things to do in our offensive line he's, he's a definitely needs a lot of help that's not to his fault we right. lost like it's one of those things we loved Tua those two weeks he was bombing out and did really good mm-hmm. and i've been seeing a lot of the dolphins things we got really mad at him that loss against denver yeah and i i, I, I kind of sat i was like man what the fuck is like wrong with you people and they're like well you know it's one of those be like oh we should just Kept Fitzpatrick in the whole time. I was like, Fitzpatrick, who lost us three games, has the two only losing us one game? Like, yeah. It's one of the, I'm mad about it because as a Dolphins fan, I've been suffering for 20 years. So when I see that there's like this slight light at the end of the tunnel, I'm happy. Now, I mean, with my luck, odds are it's like the light at the end of the tunnel is actually a red lightsaber and it's Darth Vader and he's just going <laughs> to fucking cut through like 27 dudes. But yeah. I got hope, you know? Yeah. Um, Cleveland 27, Jacksonville 25. Why does Cleveland play down to the competition? <laughs> why, why does Cleveland never play up to their competition? It's I, 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 I just don't understand it. Like Cleveland, they're I think they're eight and three. We've said they like, they beat shitty teams, yeah, and they lose the teams that they should win against. Yeah, they're gonna go into a wild card first round and probably lose to a good team. That's what it yeah. is. It's they're they're it's just Cleveland, man. It's yeah. Cleveland. They're gonna get their fans' hopes up. Yeah, I'm kind of like the thing is like deep down, I think a lot of us actually want the browns to be good it'll suck because the memes will die like you know that whole culture just making fun of browns fan is gone after they become good Mm -hmm. but somewhere deep down there we need some team in the fucking rust belt to not suck yeah and it's definitely not gonna be cincinnati it's not and not for a while anyways 
Um, New Orleans thirty-one, Denver three. We we just literally we, talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna get into it. We Everybody knew that New Orleans receiver. was gonna win this game. Um, I feel hats off. Did to, the COVID thing get released like on Thursday where they said they were sitting him? It, I think things started like floating around on Thursday. They're like, oh shit, they don't have oh, a quarterback. Got, and then it started getting more serious because on Saturday, I believe. You got fleeced when we were recording. I feel bad for you. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> I believe it was Saturday. Um, always, the always Broncos actually the reached out to the NFL to see if they could sign one of their coaches as a quarterback instead of going with this practice kid. <laughs> and the NFL said no. Why couldn't they? I have no idea. The NFL wouldn't let them. Why can't they? That's bullshit. I don't know. Is he still part of the NFLPA? I'm sure. I'm sure it had more to do with that than it did that, them not allow, allowing it. That would have been better than him having a practice squad. Oh yeah, like, I, I, I don't fully agree. I'm happy 100%. the guy got signed to a contract. You know, good for your yeah, practice. No. But you know how great of a story that would have been as a coach who used to, who was who are they going to put in? I don't remember what coaches they had listed, but I think I think it was like um, just just some you know probably like a strength and conditioning guy or something like that or just. Can you um, imagine if the uh, you know assistant. The Cowboys try to do that with Kellen Moore. Oh my God, that would be fantastic! Well, first of all, the NFL would have passed it because it's the Cowboys, and they right, they, yeah, they can absolutely. get their if way. Like I said, if it's if it had been the Cowboys or a team in the playoff hunt, the or NFL would have said an LA team, <laughs> yeah. or the Patriots. They would have they would have said that fine. Would have been delayed as long. But as in order for, in order for you to do this, you have to play a prime time game. Yeah, we showed them. We're gonna make you play on Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> as they laugh evilly yeah no so i denver this one's not on you yeah no New Orleans, it's, it's a win you no, got it good job i'm not a big but, broncos fan i like drew lock yeah. i really do like him i think yeah. i messed up last week and called him andrew luck it's just no, a, I, I don't their know. names are very I would, close I, think, I feel like i would have corrected you on that no i did i was listening to it oh. this morning and I, I realized i said andrew luck when i was talking about drew lock because i'm uh, a fucking yeah. moron That's um I, I do like Drew Locke. Yeah. I think he's very good. Yeah. I think it's going to suck because you got to live under the shadow of Peyton and Elway. But I think he's a guy that they can, if they just put a line around him, you got a great run game. You just yeah. need to get that offensive line. Like, I think that's, in all honesty, I think that's probably about 90% of the NFL's excuses. Oh, nice. Your yeah. offensive line sucks. Yeah. Literally, you get an offensive line, it's plug and play for running backs. You get a comfortable quarterback, you give him time. You give any quarterback, an NFL caliber quarterback, time in the pocket. Which They're is why slice whatever defensive part you want. I've always been an advocate of trying to get more offensive linemen into the Hall of Fame. I think it's yeah. bullshit that Steve and Hutchinson gonna, has and been. We are going to get into yeah. some unsung heroes later on in the episode here. Every single lineman that has never given up like 16 sacks in a season, to me, should be always considered for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you have to. You have to think about it. In a game, you play what 300, 400 snaps in a game, something like that. Crazy amount. I have no idea. Maybe, I don't know, maybe 200 snaps you play in a game. Because I don't really... It depends if you're running a lot or if you're passing a lot. Right. So, so you if you give up five sacks in a game, your offensive line did terrible. Yeah. So, five individuals cannot fuck up five times throughout a game. Yep. For an entire year, 17 weeks, you can't. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, why are we not regarding these offensive linemen as so much better than what they were? And that's that's me. That's why I always try and respect defensive line, and that's why I love them. Yeah, definitely. You know, I I 100% agree. And like I said, we're going to get into some unsung heroes of the NFL uh, later. Although on. a lot of my unsung heroes are still defensive line players, and I feel really bad about that. I, I put a little. I, I did a little. I typed up a little thing, and I put a little note in there for um, offensive linemen. So 
because a lot of the like a lot of the really good unsung linemen came in probably the last 20 years we've had a lot yeah. walter jones got in which he deserved needed yep. to be there steve hutchinson i believe is a nominee i actually yeah. think he got it last year didn't he uh yeah i'd have to did, look actually. again which he yeah. deserves steve hutchinson um, you were literally running back for sean alexander during his best years and adrian peterson you're fucking great um and i, I mean joe thomas will be one joe thomas yes chris gray i believe that gets on there he was great mm-hmm. uh bears what is it Kruitz was their center yeah yep i i don't remember exactly how the uh alan fanica deserves to get in yep um, who is the guy they have right now? Villanueva for the Steelers also deserves oh, to get yeah. in. That dude's been solid. Pounce, both of the Pouncey brothers. Clifton deserves to get in for Green yep. Bay. I don't know how Chad Clifton is not in I don't know. for Green Bay. That is the biggest criminal thing of all time. I think I think Bakhtiari will be. Chad Clifton deserves be. to get in long before Bakhtiari. Oh, yeah, I don't definitely. care who you are. Definitely. Um, Fucking yeah. There's definitely there's a, there's a, quite a few guys. Bakhtiari is great. KGB deserves to get in before Bakhtiari. Yeah. You can't even argue that. No, I can't. Because one, a great nickname, and two, great fucking player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the best defensive linemen we've had. All right, sorry. Tirade over. No, that's all right. Uh, San Francisco 23, the LA Rams 20. Uh, I don't know what LA is doing here. That's a game that you need to win um, in order to stay in the hunt, and now I think that you're now looking at a wild card playoff game instead of a... We'll go back uh, one week. Jared Goff sucks. Yeah. We do all that. We've yeah, said it the whole fucking year. Jared Goff is not elite. He sucks. Yeah. He's mediocre. Yep. I would, if it came down, if I was in a pickup game, I might take Baker Mayfield. I, I would take Baker Mayfield over Jared Goff. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's definitely in the bottom tier of quarterbacks for me. Who's got the better record? Right now in <clears> the NFL, Baker Mayfield does, but overall, obviously, Jared Goff has had a better career choked in a super bowl i saw him get zero touchdowns in a super bowl i also saw him throw i believe only one touchdown in miami yeah so he has one touchdown in his entire career against brian flores (laughs) um san francisco obviously they're that hodgepodge team that's put together good for them on getting a win against la divisional win um they might they would like i was talking about earlier if we do get the 18 playoff they would be in the hunt still the, the, my one of my favorite graphics is the in the hunt graphic and uh, they would be on there they would the schlubs of just like second stringers and third stringers all coming together yeah and that's kind of cool Great the story. replacements the re- they literally um, well i mean actually no the redskins still get that one because they have a chance to be called the sentinels and two is because you have robot leg alex smith yeah quarterback in your team uh, do you see a lot of people been saying that he needs to do more to earn his starting job and I went, I was like, well, you've won four games this year, and Alex Smith has been there for two of them. <laughs> That's 50% of your wins. And the team is actually lukewarm. I'm not going to give them the hot title yet, but they are lukewarm. Yeah. I think they run into a buzzsaw this week. I think they play, oh, they play the Steelers? Uh, yes, they do. Oh, but On Monday Alec, night. If or Alec, Monday afternoon. If Alex Smith stops, I mean, I might have two surprise picks now. All right. <laughs> I might have two. The, all right. Uh, last uh, Sunday afternoon game, Kansas City 27, Tampa Bay 24. I don't know what to think. Tampa Bay is in the same boat as Indianapolis for me right now. They, I don't know what's going on. Tom Brady is not playing very well. Their defense seems to have fallen off a cliff. And uh, I mean, they, Kansas City is Kansas City. Like That's a tough team to stop. Did but... So just my question is, did they forget that 
just Tyreek Hill was in the NFL. They think I, he was going to take the week off. I, I don't know. I think I think they forgot that Patrick Mahomes likes to Be- throw the ball to the really fast guy on the outside. Do they? Because it's just like he had like what 150 yards in like the first half. Yeah, he had I, the he's got the record right now for most receiving yards in a half. Yeah, and he had I think he ended he ended it with over 200 yards receiving. I know that 260 something, 263, which is not like that. the and, highest a receiver's ever got. But right, like Patrick Mahomes with some pretty awesome numbers too against what was at for a while there touted as one of the better defenses in the NFL. Like what's going on? I don't know. Uh, Tampa Bay needs to definitely figure it out. Otherwise, I mean, I think right he, now they're not going to win their division, so they're looking at a wild card game. So they're going to be playing a tough team on the road potentially. They need to. Fi- they definitely need to figure it out if they're. Gonna well, they're NFC shot. wild cards, so they'll. They're sitting pretty. They're probably one of the they, best. They wild would card probably teams. be. Yeah, they would probably be the number. If they're the best wild card team, they're going to be playing the NFC East team, so they're looking good there. But at this point, they might not be the best wild card team. If they they can't no. figure it out, like. I'd have to, we have you know. to look at the standings here when we get done with this. Yeah, we definitely will. We'll, we'll do a standings update. Um, the Sunday night game, Kansas City, or not Kansas City. That was the game before that. Uh, Chicago, <laughs> 25, Green Bay, 41. Green no Bay, surprise. We yeah, know what's going to happen. No surprise. Chicago's offense is terrible. Green Bay's defense needed a little bit of a pick-me-up game, and when Mitch Trubisky's throwing the ball around, that's a pretty good pick. That's a pretty good uh, pick-me-up game. Mitchy Tribs. Sure. Mitchie Tribs. Um, Do you like how this kind of shuts up the argument now? They should start Trubisky over Foles. Yeah, I was, um, I was getting so irritated. Like, just I, we were talking to each other during that game. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm like, yeah, well, that kind of killed that argument real quick, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, huh. Maybe that's what we should go with. That it's one as Super far Bowl. as Green Bay goes. We still can't stop the run, but Chicago decided that they just didn't want to run the ball. Um, but they were also down by a ton of points, so they really couldn't um we still can't stop the run and we still play way too soft of a defense like literally the minute we get up by points defense is playing backyards what why put them why, in dime why, why yeah literally like oh all right we're on a we're on a third and a third and nine dime no rush the quarterback rush the quarterback please blitz somebody like what is going on what's it and I, <laughs> yeah you're right we can't you're right we can't be put them in dime put them in quarter <laughs> rush three Oh my god! It, it <laughs> rush three and everybody's back five, back off the line of scrimmage five yards. Everybody who's not uh, they beat us with a slant. Linemen. Shit! <laughs> oh, we're all in zone. They got, uh, got like, us the quick slant. The middle of the field, like when Jimmy Graham, bum that he is, is able to get across the middle of the field Oof. on you. What is going on? Oof. That is just, just absolutely ridiculous. Do you have some and residual it's... feelings toward uh, Jimmy G? <sighs> I'm 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 mad at the Packers for how much money they paid him, yeah. but. For how worthless he is, you're not gonna be mad about the hustle fleecing the team. I mean, that was a great hustle he had oh, on you absolutely. guys. You, I'm, I'm impressed you guys. It was a great hustle he had. But I he didn't said hustle on the field at all. I, yeah, whatsoever. I was about to say I, I'm impressed. I was like, is. when you guys did, I was like, why the fuck did you sign him? Didn't you see the tragedy that it was in fucking Seattle? Yeah, yeah, it, that was the dumbest move Seattle did because they gave up Max Unger for that. We finally have a. I think we're we're okay in the tight end department. Finally, where we've developed a couple of guys, but oh, because he's white. Uh, Admit it. Yeah, that's right. That, that's the only reason. Um, I no, know. I, I'm, I'm. I know you never talk I, about I'm, how much you love Bubba Franks. Uh, actually, right now, um, <laughs> I love uh, Bubba. Bobby Tunyon, as Rogers likes to call him, uh, has more touchdowns or one. He has seven touchdowns, and Bubba Franks has the record for the Packers for eight in the season. So Bobby Tunyon might beat him. Fucking Bubba Franks is one of the best tight ends you guys ever had. Don't ever talk trash on Bubba Franks. No, I, I got I got nothing against. Because you know what Bubba Franks could actually do? 
block defensive ends. Yeah. Bubba Franks could yeah. do it all. That dude was a great tight end. Our, our tight ends do a pretty good job of blocking. Rodgers hasn't been sacked very much this year. Knock on wood. Knock um, on wood. But, yeah, so Green Bay, play some tougher defense for the love of God. And I I swear to God, if Derrick Henry goes off for 200-plus yards in a couple weeks, it it just proves that we're as soft as everybody says that we are. That's so. that red light at the end of the tunnel I was talking it, about. Exa- yeah. That's exactly what it is. Help Exactly. That is Darth Vader at the end of the You're tunnel. You're going to see fucking sure. whoever your schlub middle linebacker is right now. Oh. Just take it! Take it! <laughs> yeah, Jesus. We got to um, find a way to edit videos so that way we can just have like Derrick Henry in a fucking titan's helmet as darth vader just cutting through your guys's fucking defense yeah um monday night game seattle 23 philadelphia 17 philadelphia is bad however Wentz is bad biggest news of that story or biggest story of that game i had a mild stroke there and i apologize <laughs> right. i thought i was smelling toast but it's just our space heater we have in this freezing room um <laughs> is I read it. Some guy on like sport, like they looked up on fucking sports betting thing, yeah. dropped five hundred grand on Seattle to cover the spread, and that last second hail mary yeah. fucked him. By the way, Richard Rogers hail mary receiving king. It's his second hail mary touchdown that he's caught in his career. Cool, but it's that this but one doesn't matter. That one didn't matter. This to me, all. this is I don't clarify this as a hail mary because oh, no, you didn't win. Not. No um you just got garbage time yeah i don't i don't understand it's not a hill i mean i guess it's fine go for it i I I love that but i mean philadelphia you're 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 a betting state like you're you're a betting city like you're gonna have a lot of people not very happy with you on that one there uh and you cover the spread but you beat the spread so if you were betting on philly to win that's philly to beat the spread they're happy as shit yeah that's definitely true um, but yeah, Philadelphia is bad. Seattle. Why would you put you should have five hundred grand on Seattle on to cover game. the spread on this I, one? I have no idea on that. Of all, like, like was it in Philadelphia too? So they're traveling across the country. And all man, I just I don't trust Seattle's defense. Even the oh, with yeah. Carson Wentz playing is trash. I'm not betting to cover that. Yeah. Seattle's think, defense actually played relatively good though. Was it so. a ten point spread? It was a six six and a half point spread, I believe. Goof. At least that's, that's, that's what one. the big bet was on. Anyways, yeah, I know a lot, a lot of, a lot of betters were not very happy. This I'd have week. to talk to the source, Stu Finer, on that that's one true. to see what he thought. Um, and then the Wednesday afternoon game. Uh, so just wrapped up here a couple hours ago. Pittsburgh nineteen, Baltimore fourteen. Robert Griffin the third with the start. Uh, it took him out. Costa had a pick six. Uh, didn't throw the ball very well. Didn't run very well. And uh, uh, Pittsburgh came out and. Handled business, relatively speaking. Uh, tough matchup, tough overall week for them. Like, when are we going to play kind of thing. That that definitely sucks, and the game kept getting pushed back and pushed back. Um, but they came out and won, and now they got the Monday night game, so they got a relatively... They got a short week, but not as short as it could have been. Um, hopefully... The Ravens in their Super okay Bowl year, didn't they play, like... What was it? Three games in, like, 12 days? Something like that, yeah. They had like a, I'm trying to think. They had a, a Monday night game. Mm-hmm. I think they had a Monday, night, Monday, a Sunday, a Sunday and, and a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think one like a game got because didn't they play somebody whose game got delayed because of like a hurricane or something like that? I believe so. Yeah. So they did that. It might have been Carolina. They did yeah. that. Played four games in like 
it was under it was like 17 16 days and then yeah. they had like a bye week coming in and that was a super that was the year they won the super bowl i believe yeah that was crazy that was so, awesome to watch uh, ray lewis blowing his bicep Mm-hmm. And then basically they being like, "Well, you're done for here." He's like, "No, I'm just gonna take cortisone shots throughout the entire game because this is my last ride." And that was it. Was beautiful to watch that yeah. team come together and win. Uh, yeah, uh, so Pittsburgh looking pretty good, undefeated still uh, with the Washington Football Team coming up. I kept uh, thinking when I saw Team McSorley mm-hmm. um, on like the stats thing. <laughs> because I was still driving at home when the game was on, because, you know, great time to watch football is a Wednesday at 2 in the fucking afternoon. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, So I was like, Todd McSorley? He's still playing? Yeah. <laughs> 100% wrong. All right. Uh, why don't we... Uh, that is our week 12 roundup. Uh, Marcus winning with the picks. Evan is officially still 500 uh, with his picks. I believe he's 5-5. Five and five. Uh, My record overall is 1-5, and five, and Evan's, or not Evan, uh, Marcus's record overall is 5-1. And, one. and uh, after our week 12 roundup, why don't we get into our picks for week 13? And let's get Evan on. All right, and we now welcome on our special guest correspondent <laughs> analyst person evan what's going on evan 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 this fucker we start the new episode of the new studio and guess what he does what did i do no guess what casey does oh uh the unplug something or no no he shit his pants in here i did not it's it's an enclosed space no way it's an enclosed space we have a space heater going on and he just shits himself the second it starts (laughs) if you go back and we'll listen to the audio files he definitely rips a fart i i swear to you i did not it's it's december 2nd there's you can't go outside just to get a breather (laughs) the immortal words of casey it was a mouse on a motorbike just a All right, Evan, uh, you are officially still 500 and 500. No, 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 he's... Yeah, in five and five. <laughs> no, he's 5.5. 5.5 5. and 4.5. Right, yeah, because it's a winning record. We have that half on him That's true. for we picking the Jets. For, pit- for picking the Jets and almost willing them, them to their first win. Right, I almost did. I didn't, you know, it was my fault. I didn't give enough. That's, we should go back exactly through and see how many games he's actually covered the spread in. I will have to. That that'll take that, a lot of looking into. Yeah, we'll have to do that. I'll do that during right. the week. All right. What do you mean? Isn't that why we? Isn't that why we have the team of analysts? Yeah, they are our, our producer. Our producer. She's not here with right, us right get now. Right. Get the producer no. on that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get our producer on that for sure. Um, right. Yeah. So Evan, uh, there is no Thursday night game this week. Why? Because they're scared of you. Because they're scared of you. Because they know how That's good scary. you are at picking the Thursday night That's guys. That's true. You know what? You know the pre- the the um, John NFL himself, the president of the NFL. Yep. Um, yes, definitely. He definitely is. He he he. Every week he listens. This, he goes, "This Evan guy, he's nailing it. He's nailing. It. We got we got. I gotta. I, we gotta take a break. He gets one more." <laughs> oh God, I love it, uh, Evan. So we, instead, we uh, have had some cease and desist letters from the NFL. Yeah. Oh shoot. Uh, I'd like my name struck from the record of the and show. I, I told him, you can't sue someone that's broke. 
Exactly. <laughs> you can't take what I've got. <laughs> you can't take something from somebody who has nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, Evan, instead of Thursday night games, so we usually have you pick two games every week, Thursday night and then a tank bowl. Uh, sure. We have two Monday night games and a Tuesday Ooh. night game. Ooh, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday night, uh, one Monday afternoon game and one Monday night game. Uh, so right. we're going to have you pick one Monday game and the Tuesday one game? Tuesday game. But there's only Tuesday one game. thing. Sure. Jackass. <laughs> uh, so the Monday game, I know uh, Marcus actually has a pick on this one too, so we're going to go with it. Uh, we got the Washington football team. Evan, you've been picking a few <laughs> Washington football team games. Um, well, the name says it all. <laughs> so we got the football Washington team. football team against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. <laughs> I brought up Steel when I was talking about Detroit last week, I think. Yeah, she did. Like did. Yes, they called them like the Steel city. city or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and it was completely wrong. No, I, <laughs> I said I know they make something, and I thought it was Steel. Because they make cars. Some menu. Yeah, right. They're stealing cars. And jazz music. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. cool. Um, so in lieu of that, um, probably going to have to go with the football team because they're, the other guys sound like they're manufacturer workers, not football players. All right. He's so Evan's going with the Washington football or team. Or thieves, depending on the spelling. So they could steal the win. Uh, it right. is spelled like illegal. the manufacturing workers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and uh, I am going to take Pittsburgh in this one. Uh, Miami Marcus, what are you going to take? Who are you going to take? I what? said uh, earlier it was going to be a surprise pick. I will go with Evan on this. I feel bad because he's the Thursday night monster. He's a Thursday night monster, and I have the Thursday night curse. So maybe it's the Monday night, Monday afternoon, Monday afternoon Mark- savior. So I'm going to go with. Mondays. The Marcus Mondays. The Marcus Mondays. Um, Evan, full disclosure, the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated going into <laughs> Monday night. Well, I'll have to will the football team exactly. to win then. All right. Harder than I did. So I will also the, go the with the Washington football team. All right. And then the Tuesday night game, we have the Dallas Cowboys against the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you got, Evan? All right. Well, only because I'm really bitter. Uh, because Texas didn't do as well as I thought all of Texas would last time. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with the the Ravens. All right, Evan's got Baltimore. I also have Baltimore here. Who do you have, Marcus? Tuesday night football. Should they? Will they have uh, Lamar back? I, I don't know. Fuck it, I'll go with the Ravens. All right. Boom. They can't lose if we all back them. That's true. That's true. Well, I Wait, can't lose a game to Casey. That... <laughs> I can't lose a game to Casey if we all back him. Uh, right. That's all right. True too. So those are Evan's picks. Evan. Dangerous uh, picks. But best I, of yeah, luck be- to you. Before, before I go, guys, I know it's not strictly part of, of my contract with you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am curious. Uh, what do you think? You, could we could we gauge the possibility of adding a, a team to the NFL called the Steelers but spelt? Like steal, like rob. We potentially have, could yeah. have them. I guess we could. The them, Washington have football have team bank, does have not like have a, a name bank, right now. I think what we have, should have like do: a bank robber themed, <laughs> themed team. We should start a team in Olympia, Washington, and we should right. name them after an indigenous 
local tribe. So we will call them the Washington Redskins. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. That will work perfectly. Yes. Oh, Nothing will ever go wrong. <laughs> and then Dan Snyder can't sue us because he doesn't own the trademark to it anymore. That's true. He does not. They pulled it. Oh, we're, we're, man, you know what? We're gonna get away. <laughs> I know with that stealing. because of South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, what's your what's one of your favorite colors? Orange. Ah, uh, well, we can't. There's already an orange team in the NFL, so let's go with maroon. All right. And then good. Evan, what's your favorite color? Teal. Teal. Well, Miami's already teal, and we can't have two teal teams, so we'll go with yellow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you have it. Oh man. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, sorry, sorry, sorry to drag on like that, no, boys. No worries. No, no, it's always good. Best of luck to you this week, Evan. All right, thanks. I'm also wishing you best of luck because we picked the same games. Right. I mean, if you were wishing me worst of luck, you'd be crapping yeah. on your own team picks. So, I mean, I have been known. Go to do teams that. I chose. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. And that was Evan with his. Monday afternoon and Tuesday night picks. Uh, no Thursday night game this week. Uh, you heard mine and Marcus's picks there as well. So moving on to the Sunday games. Uh, first up, we have the Saints and Falcons. Who do you got, Marcus? Uh, give me the S. Uh, we'll go with the Saints. Taysom Hill proved me happy last week. Yep. Even though he played in a game where neither guy deserved to be starting quarterback. Yep. I also got the Saints here. Uh, the Detroit Lions against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Do you know who's starting as quarterback for the Bears? I believe Mitchell Trips is still. I believe Mitchell Trips uh, uh, Lions. They're it's famous coach firing. You're probably gonna play harder now. Yeah, I got the Lions here Prove too. Yourself. Players always seem to play really hard for the next coach up. Um, so, so I don't even know up. who they assigned as their interim head coach. So hurry up. It was their um, turn around. Hire Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell again. Yeah, we'll please. Uh, Browns and Titans. Uh, give me the tight. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one because that's two run-dominant teams. Mm-hmm. That game will probably be over in about maybe be a fast hour game. and a half Yeah, it's gonna be with a all the game. running, and that'll make me real happy. But I got the Titans still. All right. I'll go Cleveland here. I need to I need to get a win. I need to squeak a win out this week. So Ooh, I think you're probably going to pick the favorites and squeaked out a win until I show you my next surprise. Yeah. Uh, Bengals and Dolphins. Dolphins. Oh, I bet you thought that was going to be the surprise, didn't you? Thought I was going to pick the I, Bengals. No, never. Yeah. I got uh, Dolphins here as well. Yeah. Bengals, I think, are just like, well, boys, pack it in. Yeah, I think so. That's the season. Uh, Jags and Vikings. I got the Vikings still. When's Minshew coming back? Or do you think they're just going to pretty much just sit him for the rest of the year? I guess I'm not sure on that one. And then dump dump Minshew to New England. Probably. He comes to the he comes to the fun version of Tom Brady. Yeah. Shit. Yep. Here we go. Endless cycle. Yeah, I got uh, the uh, Vikings here as well. Raiders and Jets. Uh, I got the Raiders. The Jets. Boo! That's the surprise pick. All right. Yeah, they, I, I don't know if they go undefeated or they go defeated this oh, year. They're gonna go defeated, but I, I, it, defeated? It'd be, it's everyone right. loves competition. If I'm just crushing you in these things, it's just not fun. You okay. know? So I gotta. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Jets every week now. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, Colts and Texans. 
I'm going to pick the Colts in this one. Last week they played a little bit a little trashy, but yeah. I think they'll bounce back because the Texans are a pretty bad team. Yeah, I got the Texans. And I need the here. Texans to lose games because we have their number one. I think I think I round. have the um the Colts here as well because uh that defense against the terrible Texans offensive line seems pretty good to me. Uh the LA Rams against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm gonna go cards on this one. Okay. I'll go Rams. Thanks. I'll go Rams. Uh, the New York Football Giants against the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, I agree. Especially I agree. since we don't have the condition a, of they're kind of just going Daniels. through the whole NFC East right now, and it seems pretty easy. Well, that and they also they're playing their fucking backup quarterback potentially or Joe Webb, so we don't know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Eagles and Packers. Packers, hands down. Yeah, Eagles don't have a run game. Too. They don't have offensive line. And their quarterbacks really starting to show. I think a change of scenery is going to do good for Wentz. So I think, I think they're trying so to get too. out. Uh, either him or Minshew starting quarterback for the Patriots next year. I'd take Minshew. Yeah. Not as a yeah, not, not as much. Saying, I'm not. I'm not going to say which one I would take. I think they're both kind of subpar in my opinion. But uh, I think Minshew is really good. Yeah. Minshew just had Minshew's been putting up good numbers for a horrible team, a team that was designed to lose as many games as possible. Okay. I'm not gonna hold it against the guy because his fucking hand got broke, and then he was quiet about it until he's just like, "Yeah, I can't really throw the football anymore." <laughs> That's the type of guy you need, in New England. And then fucking mass holes will love him. Uh, New England against the Chargers. Patriots. Okay. Hands down. I got the Chargers here. Trustin, you trust Air Bear too much. He's let you down way too many times this year. We'll see what happens. That dog has bit you too much. Yeah. Uh, Broncos and Chiefs Sunday night game. God, you know what? It's at Kansas City. It's at Arrowhead. I know, but I'm. F- you think the Broncos will come out? Maybe Drew Luck will come out looking for blood, Drew Luck? Maybe. We'll go with the Chiefs. I can't. Yeah. After that, we I, I can't. Say, Damn I, I can't, it! I've, can't I've already picked two. Right I probably shouldn't pick these games. Games. I can't. And then you... the other Monday night game that we haven't picked yet: the Bills and 49ers. Bills. The yeah. Niners are I looking kind of decent. Like you well. can beat good teams, but that Bills definitely. I got the Bills here as well. So there you have it. That is our hoping week. for the Niners. That is our week thirteen NFL picks. Moving on. Uh, what do we got for our main segment this week, Marcus? As we've teased last week and then through some other things, is we are uh, we're going to take a minute here. We are going to discuss the unsung heroes throughout NFL's generations. So I figured we would go through. The 60s is going to be a little bit hard because we want to only really cover the Super Bowl era. Right. Because I'm not going to go back to like, because I'm not going to go back 20s, 30s, and 40s, and 50s football. Right, yeah. No, that, that, that that's not, that's not that's the same just, football that we have today. Because you can't really cover so much, and there's so like all those guys that are like that old that were worth a shit are pretty much already in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like anyone before 50, 60s football, you can only think of like Sammy Bodge, Johnny Unitas, and shit like that. So. Right. Yep. So I figured that I think it's a good talking point. I like I say I like to appreciate the people that aren't in the Hall. I'm a little bit upset because I really like for the longest time I said that Kenny Stabler is one of the greatest non Hall of Fame 
players of all time, and then he finally got in the Hall of Fame post. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called when you die. Post mortem. Sure. Post mortem. Is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> you're asking Look, the you wrong person. You only graduated <laughs> college, man. Yeah. I um, barely passed high school. So full disclosure for my uh, few that I picked through, um, I do have uh, one current player in the list, and then uh, most of mine are 2000s. I I could above. not I could not go 2010 and too current because there's like a lot of people that are still up in the air as to who could be hall of famers yeah so that's I why like the, i like the hearing two, it from the two red, that though. i the, the actually i guess one technically did play a little bit in the 2010s but the actually a <clears> few <throat> of them did uh none of them i think are hall of famers but i do think that they uh definitely are very unsung at least in my opinion um so the i i got five players um one of them you might even have on your list too uh the one that I, the one that when we brought this up last week, the one that stuck out to me right away is uh, Matt Forte, running back for the Bears for oh, quite yeah, a few for years. A long time. Um, I I really feel like he never got the respect that Matty he deserved. Matty hands. He was an absolute beast for the Bears, all-purpose god when it came to both the receiving game and the running game. And uh, he was on a he was on some pretty bad offenses, and he still put up pretty awesome numbers. Um, but because he was on the Bears and I think he went to the Jets, like just did. didn't get the recognition that he deserved for how good he actually was. He was with the Jets during those two AFC game, two AFC championships, wasn't he? No, or maybe LT was on one. LT was on one of them. Yeah, LT. No, was he on was there yeah, because Matt Forte played when they were starting to fuck. They were starting to go yeah, downhill. Matt Forte was there with. He was Jay there Butler, toward so the they end. They did have a couple of decent offenses for a little while with him, and he was yeah. obviously a big part of that. And he was still there after that, but then he just kind of got. He got the short end of the stick, I think, and I thought he was a very good player. Um, I hated playing the Packers playing against him because he'd always gash the Packers, as every running back does. <laughs> but um, I really felt like he, I don't think he's in the league anymore. If he is, he's, you know. No, he's been way retired. Yeah, so um, Matt Forte was the first one that All came right. to my mind when we were talking I about this. sat down with my father on Thanksgiving, and we talked a lot about this. Because if there's one man I've learned everything about football from, it's him. And so for me, the unsung hero of the 60s, a man that is not in the Hall of Fame, and in my personal opinion should be, is uh, Rosie Greer. And he played for the Giants and the Rams. And uh, I'm going to poke your football knowledge here, Casey. What are the 60s Rams famous for? I'll give you a hint. One of They have two Hall of Fame defensive players on that. One of them is Merlin Olsen. The other one is Deacon Jones. Well, I'm assuming they had a pretty stellar defense. Then. They had a stellar front four. They were called the Fearsome Foursome. Ah, that's where that comes from. And yeah. Rosie Greer was on that. He was one of them. Then. He was one of them. Both okay. of them were actually nicknamed. Both lines that he played for in the Giants and in mm-hmm. uh, Los Angeles, they were each nicknamed uh, the Fearsome Foursome. Wow. And that dude was great. Not in the Hall of Fame. Deserves to be there. Okay. So that's one of my 60s ones. So what's one of the other ones you think is the unsung? We'll go back and forth here. I'll sure. go through the generations, and you can just sure. kind of go through. Um, so as... one that I thought that you might have on your list, and I know we've talked about him in the past a little bit because he was actually one of my uh, – a player that I really enjoyed watching was uh, Zach Thomas oh. for Miami. He is we, we, t- we talked about it. We're, uh, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He, I don't think he will be. He played line. He played really good linebacker in a time where there was just way better linebackers. Yeah, he he kind of got he kind of got the short end of the stick there because Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher were the guys at the time. The guys, and he played on 
And you still had you guys on, like Bart Scott and shit still playing. Right, yeah. Players. I think he, Jason Taylor was on the defense at the same time as he was, so he yep. kind of got he kind of got overshadowed a little bit by him. Um, they just played good together, and he didn't get he, he, didn't he get played on some yeah he played on some uh, uh, bad defense and bad Dolphins teams. Unfortunately, that kind of overshadowed here's the thing. how good he was. He never played on a bad defense with the Dolphins. Right. The Dolphins when he was when right. him and Jason Taylor were there when we had guys like Sam Madison, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Sertain. Uh, Sammy Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, bah, 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 bah. There's one more guy I'm slipping through my brain that played corner that was really good. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of good defensive guys go through that when he was there, and it was nice to just have that middle linebacker linchpin. Oh yeah, he was. Dude would always put up like a hundred, hundred forty, hundred twenty. He was a, he was a, he was a tackling, tackle tackling machine. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of sacks, so he didn't get the recognition on that side of things either. And I um, think Jason Taylor. Might have as many interceptions as him on the air. Zach Teating, he wasn't the best coverage guy either, but God damn it, you could not run against the man in a time where running was big. When it comes to how you want your middle linebacker to play, for me, and and, in this day and age, you look at Ray Lewis, Brian Erlacher, Zach Thomas. 100%. Play like those guys. Lawrence Taylor, too. But that's like 80s. Right, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm saying yeah. in the modern era of middle linebacker play, those are the guys that you want your middle linebacker to play. Like, your middle linebacker should not be worrying about worrying too much about coverage. They need to be able to stop the run. Yep. Um. So, Zach Thomas is one of the ones that I... He was also another one that I thought of right away. Um. I didn't mention it to you because I figured that, <laughs> as a Dolphins fan, you might have had him on your list already as well. I did. I don't. I don't have any Dolphins players on this list. I do um, have one Packers player on my list. Fucking fan. <laughs> Look at you, fanboy. Uh, who do you got for the seventies? Uh, I was going to put someone, and then I looked up. His career was a bit bigger in the eighties, so I had to do a little bit more researching on okay. this one. And I'm going to go with Ron McDold, another defensive player. Okay. He played through. He played for the uh, mainly the Redskins, is where he was a bit popular for. Uh, he had the nickname the Dancing Bear, and uh, <clears throat> he uh, had an, He had a 17 consecutive game streak without allowing a rushing touchdown, which in the 60s and 70s, because he, is... he played from 61 to 78, so he was dominant with the Redskins for that long wow and to me longevity when you're in the trenches means a lot absolutely because i consistency jake long was a great lineman but he was plagued with injuries so much so like when you play in the trenches if you have longevity you're pretty good yeah definitely so that's why he's up there for me Uh, i think he also had 12 interceptions for a defensive lineman which is fucking astronomically amazing crazy wow and then that day and age too Yep, 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 yep. So, like I said, it's one of those things. I love offensive linemen, but there's going to be a lot of defensive linemen, I feel. Yeah. Because defensive players get snuffed so much in the NFL for the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. They'll put up any quarterback that had decent, mm-hmm. you know, like we've just talked about the other week about how Matt Stafford's probably going to get into the Hall of Fame, but you right. have these two guys who define the NFL during its early years and when it's time when it was yep. about to, when it was fighting baseball for growth proved why it should be a sport that's loved so go ahead get your next one in my dude i uh, know all right um i'll i'll throw my packer one out there uh nick collins safety for the packers in the late 2000s and early 2010s uh unfortunately his career did get ended early uh due to a neck injury um uh he was the one who sealed our super bowl win in 2011 from the 2010 season uh with an interception so he's the one who picked 
Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger off in that Super Bowl, and uh, he was just probably the most most nose for the football safety that I've seen play in a very long time. He was always very highly rated. I'm pretty sure he was an All Pro a few times. And he definitely, he probably would be a Hall of Fame player if he would not have gotten injured. I mean, he would definitely, his career would be over now just because he was already in the league for quite a few years at that point. Um, but um, unfortunately, his career did end early and he was just an absolute ball hawk. He ran, he was across the field, uh, covered the field so great, um, part of some very good Packers secondary. Uh, he got overshadowed a little bit by Charles Woodson. Um but he was, and that was Woodson uh, at the end of his career too. That was I mean, Woodson that's a big, that's a big shadow. Um, well, Woodson won uh, Defensive Player of the Year the year before the Packers won the Super Bowl, so he was kind of overshadowed there. But he was also there for those back when the Packers actually were known for having a pretty uh, pungent and uh, stiff defense. Nick Collins was a big part of that. All right. So for my eighties, I have two of them. Okay. One deserves a lot more than the other, but I think. It's just because I really like the other one. So my first one is Lester Hayes, which uh, a lot of people who are like our age wouldn't really know. Lester Hayes is the reason why you can't have stick on your gloves anymore. He played for the Raiders for a long time. Dude was amazing. That's why they have the Lester Hayes rules because he used to just basically cover his fucking body and stick him. And he would like, when he went to tackle, you would like get in your eyes and shit and people complained. So Lester Hayes is up there for me. Great, great, great cornerback. In a in a you know the 70s when it was I guess it was a little bit easier to be but he still played on some like he's an unsung hero to me if, just because he played in the Raiders and you had guys like Jack Tatum who crippled a human being in a preseason game yep um who my father met said he was a great dude met uh Jack Tatum was Gene up was Gene Upshaw on the 80s Raiders teams too or was he 70s that might have been 70s Upshaw yeah. I have to look I don't remember off the top of my head. I, don't, I just he, he was, I remember I love Lester Hayes. Yeah. And then my other one is Dwight Clark. So they're both out of the uh San Francisco Bay area kind of. And do you know do you know what Dwight Clark is famous for? Catch. <clears throat> there we go. Atta boy. Look at that. You do know a little bit about your football history. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That that one, I mean, anybody who's uh, also just uh, to go back to Lester Hayes quick. I had to look up his stats here. Um 5 Pro Bowls, 2 Super Bowls. Five second All Pros, uh, NFL interception leader in 1980, um, and he was in the 1980s All Decade team for corner, not in the Hall, not of Fame. Hall of Famer, not a Hall of Famer. How are you in an All Decade team and not a Hall of Famer? That doesn't because make sense to me. Peter King says, "How many yards did you throw for?" Oh, you're a co- you're a corner. You didn't throw for any yards, and you're you're not getting in. In my opinion, only quarterbacks get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. Wow that 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 one doesn't make any sense to me. Definitely if not. Like a like not an astronomically crazy amount of interceptions. He only had, I think, he finished his career with forty. Right, but when it comes to like interceptions, aren't everything about coverage? Like, what was no, the, what played... was what was the quarterback rating that he allowed? What was the QBR that he allowed? What was this the is total... uh, this is seventies before they started doing QBR? Right, yeah. So, you know, for that kind of stuff like that, that's a that's a better um, measure of a quarterback. Seventy seven uh, to eighty six, only like a nine year career, not the best. But yeah, you're playing defense hurt, in the 80s. But... Like, it's the 80s, though. Not every... People yeah. didn't have these 15-year careers in the 80s. Sure. But still, true. when you're in an all-decade team, you should be considered yeah. for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely. And the fact he's not in there is bullshit. I think it, it's, a lot of it has to do with the Lester Hayes rules. And Dwight Clark, 
statistically doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. But when you're in the when you're in, I would argue probably one of the most iconic NFL plays of all time. It's, it's definitely it's up almost there. up there. It's top, I would top five. Top five. Because sure. when you just like it's you go to California and you ask anybody that's wearing a Niners thing, and I could say, "What's the catch?" And they would say Joe Montana, Dwight Clark at the end of the game. The smart ones would know that there was still some time left on the clock. Mm-hmm. The ones that believe that all the bullshit afterwards would say that they learned with zero time on the clock. Not true. There was time on the clock, yes. however. Yes, there was. So those two are my 80s. It was hard. It was because Lester Hayes is my solid, should be in the Hall of Fame, 100% unsung hero. Mm-hmm. Dwight Clark is still pretty sung in the Bay Area. But when you're in the most iconic NFL moment in human history and you still put up good numbers, I think you should at least be considered for the Hall. Yeah. So, but then again, I'm also strict on who should get in there. It's one of those things. Yeah, I know. The Lester Hall. Hayes should be in there for how good he was in the 80s. Yeah. So go ahead now. You got your pick again. Uh, another one <clears throat> that was probably late 2000s, early 2010s. And I, um, I'm a little biased because he was one of my favorite players to watch. Um, and I, it's Andre Johnson. Um, so he was a man amongst boys. Hard to say unsung. He might get into the hall. I'd say he's, he, he was pretty well known around the league. I don't think he does though. I don't think he does because I don't think he quite has the numbers. Um, and it seemed like at the time, yeah, he was, he was always kind of among league leaders, but he was never that league leader. You know, he had Calvin Johnson that he was going against, um, you know, Earlier in his career, he had like guys like T.O. and Chad Johnson, those kind of like. So he was never. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like he was kind of unsung for how good he actually was, and for the fact for the terrible quarterbacks that he played with. He played with some really bad quarterbacks, um, and then later on in his career, uh, he did kind of get overshadowed when uh, DeAndre Hopkins came into the league, um, and kind of over, uh, overshadowed him, and then. Um, one thing that I, I was thinking about when I was writing this up was what would have happened if um, the Texans get Deshaun, Walks, Deshaun Watson three years sooner and you have Deshaun Watson throw into both Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins. Like that's, that's, a pretty, that's pretty cool to think about for me. And um, I just, I like uh, Andre Johnson. I felt like he doesn't get the respect he deserves as, for as dominant as he was and the quarterbacks that were throwing him the ball and he was still that good. I'll agree with that. Perfect. No, that's always good. Um, so now what am I on? The 90s now? Yep. <clears throat> For the 90s, uh, I was talking to my father about this. This is the one he wanted me to come out here and say. Uh, here, let me look up his stats quick. His name is Joe Nash. He played for the Seahawks in the 90s. Dude was really, really good at... Um, he was just good at stuffing the middle. Great nose tackle. And I believe he had, or he was tied for field goal blocks for quite a few, I believe. Interesting. Okay. He uh, was just a really, really great. Um, I think he placed, I think he was drafted in like 1982, played in 96. Did really well for that. He played alongside Cortez Kennedy, Hall of Famer, Sam Adams, very good defensive player, or very good defensive lineman in the 90s and uh, Michael Sinclair was also a very good Michael Sinclair who owns the record on sacks on John Elway so kind of like to me it's just a nod to all of those guys that played together so that was my father's pick and it was they were a good 
that was a good offensive or defensive line for a team that fucking sucked in the 90s. So that's my father's pick. And then for me, for the 90s, I would have to go with, and I, this is when I was trying to, I struggled with so much because I didn't want to just make my list nothing but defensive players. So I think for the 90s, I'm going to have to go with uh, Ed McCaffrey for the Broncos. Yeah. Oh, short white receiver. He was good. <clears throat> he was very, very good. Brian Blades is also on that. He played for the Seahawks. This is one of those things. My dad's a huge Seahawks fan. Sure. So I just got an earful of basically like 90s disrespected players from the Seahawks just because <laughs> the rest of their team sucked. Yeah. Um, he was very good. And I'm trying to think of other players that I really liked from the 90s that were really good. Not really. Like none from the Dolphins that really deserved to stand out to me because we just basically had Marino and was just yeah. bringing that lifeless corpse of a franchise to the, just the playoffs every year because that's how good he was. Yeah. But he had no receivers or anyone to brag about in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So we'll go with Joe Nash, Ed McCaffrey. He was, who Does he have any relation to Christian? He's his dad. Is it really his dad? I never actually knew that. Yeah, it is. I thought he was way too young to be Christian McCaffrey's no, that's, dad. That's, that's Christian McCaffrey's dad. Oh, wow. Dad. That's no wonder. Yeah. I, I like when, Ed McCaffrey uh, so much. It's funny that you brought it up because we were looking through some old football cards yeah. that I have in the studio here. That's and, why I was looking at that. I was like, that. oh, shit, I was thinking Ed McCaffrey. Yeah, when you... When you uh, when you pulled it up, when you pulled it out, I was like, "That's oh, uh, CMC's dad." And um, I didn't even hear you say that. I wasn't yeah. even paying attention, and I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So yeah. That's other his dad. trying to think of just other '90s unsung. Uh, oh, this guy actually right here, Cornelius Bennett, mm-hmm. played for the Bills. Very fucking good. Very stout for that team during the '90s when they went to four straight. Not in the Hall of Fame. Should at least get a consideration. Yeah. In my personal opinion. So. This is like the one. Th- hey, look at Jim Harbaugh. Yep. <laughs> We're just I'm, I'm going through their book right now, or their uh, card book of all the players. Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl, or played a lot for the. He helped the Giants beat the Bills in one of those Super Bowls. That was with uh, when Bill Belichick was the defensive coordinator. Nice for sure. the Giants. There you go. Okay, who you got as your next pick? Now? All right, my last one that I have is um, current player. Um, that I feel doesn't get enough credit is uh, James White, running back for the New England Patriots. Uh, he's won, I believe, three Super Bowls with them, if not four. Um, and he's been a consistent running back on a team that consistently runs the ball well and also seems to have a new number one running back every three seasons. But he's also just been there for now, I think, six, seven seasons. A hot minute. And he won them the game against uh the overtime game against um Atlanta. He was the one who ran the ball in at the end of the game. And also he, he, was, got, he was also a stud at Wisconsin, so Did he get Wisconsin was he the one that got benched after he ran like a 300 yard game cuz he skipped a practice? I believe so. Uh no, no, that wasn't him. That was James White, wasn't it? I don't think so. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. <sighs> either way, either way, I do not think he gets enough credit for the consistency that he has brought to that Patriots running game over the last half decade, if not longer. Very good. So that that was my last one. Um, a lot of running backs. I th- I feel like good running backs just don't last very long. So if there's a running back in the league, you know, another one that crossed my mind is Frank Gore, but he's going to be a Hall of Famer, um, just because of longevity, longevity, and he has the numbers because of his longevity. Well, it's also not just like this last year 
with uh, the Jets kind of looks like he's starting to show signs of mm-hmm. long in the tooth. But with Miami last year, he showed a lot of promise, and I was really happy yeah. with what Frank Gore was doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- those are my those are my unsung heroes. Uh, my other note that I threw in here was uh, all offensive and defensive linemen are unsung heroes for me in the NFL. Oh, 100%. Um, and kickers, too. Uh, you, live or, you live or die by your boys in the trenches, and a good kicker is never truly appreciated until he's no longer good. That is uh, like Stouffer. For the played a long time for the Ravens, mm-hmm. he was there with their first Super Bowl. Dude was phenomenal. Yeah. I think I do kick for like twenty years. Yeah. Much as the Vikings fans hate to hear it, Anderson was very good. Yep. Um, he did miss that field goal, and uh, was that the championship game or was that the f- that divisional? was the championship game? And uh, yep. hadn't missed one all year. My thing I like to tell people is uh, blame Greg Anderson for missing that kick, but yet you guys couldn't try and set it up better for him or, yeah, you know, you just score a touchdown bl- you don't and fucking blame, win. You don't blame the offensive line that let that defensive guy um, around him so that kick would have been blocked if he wouldn't have rushed it. Yeah. Just saying. So now I'm on to my early 2000s players, or 2000s players. First one going to be on there is Mike Allstott. They uh, love Mike Allstott. In all honesty, throughout the history of fullbacks, he's probably top two behind the Zonk. Yeah. Hundred percent. Oh, I was yeah. I was thinking about putting Jim Kick on this list, and I was like, ah, I can't put a Dolphins player on that's favoritism. Um, but no, definitely he d- deserves to be on there. Yeah, for sure. Michael Mike, he, was a stud. Yeah, WD forty was such a fucking cool. It was a cool nickname for him and work done, and it was such a good. Oh my god, that was such a good tandem too. As I tell guys. people, if you have a solid run game and a good defense, you're more likely to win a Super Bowl than in, than one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Definitely, 100%. And at at that time, too? At all times. It's never changed throughout history. Not in the last five years. Mm -hmm. It has not changed since 1966. It's always been if you can establish the run in your games with a great running game and have a solid defense, you will probably win the Super Bowl with that team Mm -hmm. as long as your quarterback is a game manager. Trent Dilfer's proven it. Brad Johnson's proven it. Jeff Hostetler's proven it. So and then so that was like one guy and I was like, well, I can't really go without having it, it's a split for me because I love them both so much. So we're going a tie, D'Angelo Hall and Devin Hester. See, those are two so of the best had, kick returners of all time. So we had talked last week, right when we ended last week, you were like, all right, which one of us gets to bring up Devin Hester? And I was so, like, you can bring it up because you brought it up just now. And then right both. before we started here, I was like, I was trying to think of the name. But and that shows how unappreciated he is of the, the kick returner for um, Kansas City for all those years. And actually, if you look up there at that flag or that helmet, I'm pretty sure his signature is on there. Now let's take a look through it. Uh, and for me, there's been so many. I just for offensive linemen, uh, we were talking. Kruitz is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Bears was great. Will Shields yep. is a phenomenal lineman. Mm-hmm. I believe he might be in the hall though. I'd have to look. I think he got in recently, which he deserves. Steve Hutchinson got in last year, deserved mm-hmm. it. Uh, I like how I love how much I talk about offensive linemen. I'm drawing Blay blanks uh, right Jeff now. Jeff Saturday, oh Jeff, awesome he's getting for, in though. I think he, I think he will get in, but you he was awesome, obviously for Indianapolis for all those years. Um, and a little bit at the end there for uh, for Green Rogers. Bay. Yep, he was still solid. Walter Jones um, got uh, Art Shell, but I believe he's in. He was another great offensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, Al Fanica. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva deserves to get in. Yep. Uh, D D D D D. Uh, Willie Rolf. 
Mm-hmm. I believe he also he was on the he was on an all decade team, and I believe he played for the Chiefs as well. Yep. He might actually be in the Hall of Fame though. It's hard because, like I said, it's offensive linemen ones are like almost never get in, mm-hmm. and usually it kind of sucks because they're outshadowed because they'll be like. Mm-hmm. I, think I think somebody on that uh, Dallas Cowboys offensive line from a couple of years ago when they had like Zach Martin. Oh, Zach um, Martin! If he he'll continues to play the way he is, he deserves to be in the um, Hall of Fame. Quentin Nelson from Indianapolis, I think, will be oh. as well because he's a stud. Orlando Pace, baby. Yep. Oh man, that dude was a stud. Yep. Kyle Turley played right tackle and also a little bit of tight end. He went back and forth between that. A little th- uh, for a lineman, a bit thinner. Mm-hmm. smaller frame a uh, little white guy with lovely long beautiful blonde hair uh will always be my unsung hero because i always he was always a free agent man and i always picked him up yeah. and he always helped my team get to the super bowl so kyle turley um, we love you matt burke from the vikings matt burke. Burke. don db i guess like if you're in buffalo he's a sung hero mm-hmm. but uh, his son actually helped the vikings win the game oh, you know the guy that muffed the uh punt for the vikings in that game and then the one that, yeah and then That's he caught song. uh Caught the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, Don was... DB's son. You know what really? Don DB's famous for? Uh, you remember in the game, they were getting blown out by the Cowboys, and the yeah. one dude's celebrating at like the seven-yard line, mm-hmm. and the guy that runs and knocks the ball out? Yeah. That's Don DB. So in Buffalo, and I don't know if this is true, if there's any Buffalo people out there, please let us know. I believe you can talk shit on any Bills player ever except Don DB. Ooh. That's my phone. Uh, that might be the Bills fans letting me know that that is 100% true. And I that's think awesome. it is. I don't think I you can it. talk shit on Don DB. I love it. Hunting down that play. And that's why when I saw, when I, was, when I was watching the Vikings game, they said Chad DB. I had to look B- it up. BB. Yeah. B-B. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of my, no, uh, I, I, I'm thinking of my foods teacher. I'm so sorry. No, that's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I would never put that cool. connection together. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yes, I uh, get any other unsung heroes? God, at the top of my head, I can't think. Don uh, Don Beebe might be from Wisconsin. No, he's from Illinois. I take that back. I think he played for the Fighting Illinois. Sure. If and if and if and I remember. Cool guy. Cool, cool guy. Um, I think Steve Smith's probably gonna get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he's a pretty sung hero. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so let me. I'm trying to think of like guys that played opposite. And it's hard because my dad was just basically just rambling on about old Seahawks players that deserve to get yeah, in there. And so I was yeah. like, one of those, I'm like, Dad, this, is, this isn't the Seahawks unsung heroes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we ever get a chance to just break down like each team's unsung heroes, which I don't know when the fuck we'll ever do that as a 90 minute podcast. Right. Uh, yeah. We'll once, once, we, once we become full-time podcasters and release an episode every day. Then, then we can go then through. We can we'll like that. call in people that we know that love certain franchise and talk about their unsung heroes. Yeah, definitely. But other than that, no, I think we've, I've done a, I feel comfortable naming the people that I think that deserve to get credit in the NFL, especially Lester Hayes. Yeah. Put Lester Hayes in the hall. Absolutely. Punters, maybe Pat McAfee. I don't think he has, it's hard for punters. You can't gauge the stats. Yeah. But the dude's had impact in the NFL. Yeah. He's the only punter to ever recover his own onside kick. So as far as I'm concerned, I think he's probably the greatest punter of all time. Yep, I agree. It's hard to argue. Justin Tucker, well, he's a song hero. Like, everyone in the fucking Baltimore loves that man. Yeah. So, other than that, I could just ramble on about players that I, you know. <laughs> so, we'll, I guess we'll just end it here. We're pretty good. I think I'm comfortable right. with what we did. All right, sounds good. We will be back next week. Power mm-hmm. rankings will make a return at that time. 
Uh, other than that, thanks to everyone who is listening, and we'll see you next time.